Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful host, Joel McDonald. That is me, and, as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Kyra Morrison. How you doing, man? I am buzzed. Buzzed. Feeling buzzed. Yeah, it's been a good week. It has. It's been a good week. We we just watched a new Marvel vs. Capcom trailer. We did, yeah. It looks pretty fucking good, I must admit. Chun-Li looks more like Chun-Li. Yep, looks better. Actually, all the the human characters look better. Like humans? <laughs> yeah. Gamora still looks a little bit shit, but, yeah, you know. Yeah, not, not great. And we'll I don't there. know what it is about Tony's face, but still looks a bit little, little off, but... Yeah, it's there. Yeah. He looks like... He looks characters like, look great. Yeah, he looks like human MODOK. That's what he looks like. Oh, my God. That's what he looks like. He's just like a fucking, like, pasted-in face. Anyway. um, Yeah. Like I said, it's been a good week. Games wise, my life not so great, but you know, we, we, we're yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Life is full um, of its ups and downs. Oh yeah, there's been a lot of downs lately. A lot of downs. Um, but yeah, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're not going to dwell on that. We're here to talk about video games and have a generally good fucking time. So, I think we should do that, Kyron. Shall Sounds we uh, jump into some uh, what we've been playing? Sure thing. Yeah. Um, I might jump in first because I think uh, the things that you've been playing, I've sort of, well, one I've played with you and the other one I've dabbled <laughs> in as well. So, um, yeah, cool. So I'll, I'm just going to jump in there and just talk about a cheeky little mobile game that I picked up last week that I've been playing quite a bit of this week, actually. Uh, and it's called Cat Quest. What a surprise. Joel's excited about a cat video game. I, I restrained myself from, from making a comment about that. Yeah, no, I was I was going to make it because it, you know what, it's going to come up again later in this episode. It so is. Um, it'll it'll come back up very soon. Yes, uh, but no, um, Cat Quest is a mobile game by I think the Gentle Bros, Gentle Bros Games. I think it's called. Um, I've had my eye on it for a little while now. Uh, it's a well, it's not just a mobile game; it's out on PC as well. Um, it's basically like a super scale back. Um, Diablo, like, action RPG, sort of, like, clicker, essentially. Um, it's a lot of fun. Like, it's got a beautiful art style. Beautiful art style. Um, the map that you're walking around on is essentially just, like, a giant map that has, like, locations and the names of them written on, on the, uh, on the map. Um, and you just travel around and do quests and raid dungeons and, um, yeah, but you're a cat. Basically, you're you, you're trying to save your sister from this evil evil spirit that's taken over the land. That's sort of brought back dragons. Uh, you are the uh, it's not the dragonborn. It's it's the dragon something like that. It's the dragon something. Um, it's not a cat got, pun. Yeah, it is. It's some sort of cat pun. Oh, Joel, I'm disappointed. You can't remember. Give me a second. I'll find out. Um, it is General Bros. General Bros. Game Studios. Um, but yeah, basic combat is that you sort of tap around and um, uh, yeah, Dragon Blood. There we go. Um, yeah, so you're one of the Dragon Blood that can slay the dragons. Um, and yeah, so you go out and adventure and get gear and earn money and XP and level up. And it's pretty basic. It's pretty scaled back. I can feel it's not going to be an overly long game, but at the like you know we've said this a few times in the past few weeks. That's not a bad thing in this day and age. Um, 
Well, especially on mobile. On a mobile, yeah, especially on mobile, platform, yeah. you really don't want a long game. Yeah, and it definitely suits that whole, like, you could just jump in, do a couple of quests to jump out. Yeah. Or you could sit on the couch and play it for three or four hours at a time, like I've done over the past week. Um, it's, yeah, it's really, really, really fun. Uh, like I said, the art style's gorgeous. Um, the writing's pretty funny. Uh, like you mentioned cat puns. It, there is no shortage of those. Um, I would expect nothing less. Yeah, uh, it's just a fun little game that I wanted to bring up. It's just really like a really well polished and well produced game, um, and it's like a full premium game as well. No pay to play. There's no microtransactions that I can see. Um, uh, even with like like you can like roll loot basically at, at like uh, at the like gear and weapons at the like the the blacksmith. Um, I haven't needed to do that because you get a pretty steady flow of them. A um, couple of cool things though, like uh, if you get like a copy of like a, uh, a weapon or or gear that you've already got, it just levels it up, so okay. it makes it stronger. So, uh, so they tear like, up, do they? Uh, basically, yeah. Like it's it, it'll just increase the damage or the 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 dur- like not durability, but like the because there's no weapon durability. Um, it it just increases the um. The yeah, the, the stats on it basically, which is good. Um, yeah, it's a really fun little game. I've just got the ability to walk over water now, so I can be Jesus Cat, which is fun. Jesus Cat mm. confirmed for Cat mm, Quest. Jesus Cat confirmed. Yeah. Um, so you, you said it Diablo like. What's the what's the loot game like? How's that loot um, look? It's yeah, it's not as in depth as oh, as a Diablo. It like I said, very it's very few. scaled back. Very few games are, especially as far as loot goes, very few are as in-depth and addictive as Diablo is. Yeah, yeah. No, it's scaled back. You get a pretty steady flow of of, um, of loot, okay. so you're getting constantly getting stuff. That's um, that's, that's and then important. when you're killing it, you're killing enemies and you're getting um, XP and uh, like XP orbs and um, and gold, so you can use that to to buy new things. Um, you've also got spells as well. So um, the way spells work are is like. The way combat works is if you tap on an enemy, you'll attack at that enemy until um, they die. Uh, they'll have, like, telegraphs, so that it might be a big red circle that will slowly fill up, which will give you time to sort of tap out of, like, combat and run away. Uh, it might be a giant line, either, like, horizontally or vertically, um, and those might have, like, you know... Uh, it might be an ice spell, it might be a lightning spell, it might be a fire spell, it might be just a general attack. Uh, and each of those yeah, enemies... It's very... Mm. It's a good RPG. I do like that when RPGs have those cones and the the, like, yeah. the markings and all that. Especially in this type of RPG as well. Like, it's... um, You have, like, a... Each enemy has, like, different weaknesses and strengths as well as... Um, so, you know, it might be weak to just, like, physical attacks or, like, fire attacks, and you can exploit those as well. Um, the, the spells work is like, you just hold down on your, on the, the cat, like hold down on the screen and then sort of move up, down, left or right. You'll have like, uh, four spells, spells equipped that you can use. Um, I think there's like, it seems like there's like six or eight spells that you can buy. I've only found four of them so far. Um, one of them being a fire spell, one of them being an ice spell, one of them being a lightning spell, and one of them being a healing spell. Um, so you've got your mana bar down the bottom as well um the way that you refill that is that you attack so if you're doing physical attacks that fills your mana bar which means you can use more magic um it's 
just like the gameplay hook is really really solid it's really fun um i haven't played it over the last couple of days because i've been playing um the other game that i'll talk about shortly um but yeah it's i just wanted to mention it it's a really fun little game look it up it's just called cat quest um it says what it does on the box um or does what it says on the box rather i don't know my brain's all over are the there, shop, are there classes uh no it's just straight up, straight up, just, you know, you have a character and you, you go. I'm kind of glad that it doesn't. I, I think I like it. It's just, it's telling like a, very simple, but it's telling a story and you're going through and you're improving your character. That's, but whether it be with levels or, um, oh, the quests that you do, they're the whole bunch of side quests. Um, they're all like um, leveled as well. So like, it'll be like a level 25 quest. Um, it doesn't stop you from attempting them. Um, uh, to varying degrees of success. Uh, but yeah, basically, it's just a fun little RPG that you can play on your phone or on on Steam as well. I think it's on there. Um, it cost me about eight bucks. Um, and I don't regret that as well. I definitely got eight dollars worth out of it. I'm starting to get like that with the App Store. I used to be like oh, eight dollars if I don't play it for like if I only play it for like two or three hours. I'm like, no, oh, that's a waste of money. It's like, well, no. My, my like like yardstick now for it is like you know well if I go to the movies I'm gonna spend for me like I have like Optus perks tickets so I get like eleven dollar fifty tickets but you know say fifteen dollars for a movie ticket and I'm gonna be there for two hours and generally I'm gonna enjoy myself so if I'm gonna have like an interactive experience I'm gonna get three or four hours worth out of sure why not. Why wouldn't I enjoy that? Like, why Why isn't that a positive? Um, well, I think it's also worth noting that the, you, there, was, there was a period where it felt like the App Store was sort of really hurting the mobile game industry with this, like, with the 99 cent app. Oh, God, yeah. That was yeah. going around. Like, you just got... Everyone was just racing to that lowest bottom line, like, the lowest common denominator to get to that price point to make the sales. And even what, back when I used to actually play mobile games i would be like it's it's a little expensive but they're worth it more often than not yeah absolutely there are the odd ones that aren't which sucks but like yeah it's good to to really go no it's it's i'm getting what i paid for out of this so it's fine yeah uh look and people i think the argument people had with it as well was that the the market was flooded but you've only got to look at you it, 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 it was and it still is but you've only got to look at Steam. You've only got to look at the PlayStation Store that let anything on there. Like, there's just garbage. It's garbage of palooza you can find on there. Um, you've just got to sift through to find the good stuff. So, if you're willing to research and do a little bit of looking, um, and chances are, if you're someone like us, you, you're willing to um, sort of sift through the, the garbage to find the, the, the diamonds in the rough. So, um, or you could come and listen to us. And we'll tell you what's good. John um, will tell you what's good for mobile yeah, games. Well, for mobile games. But in general, we'll tell you what's good. Or what we like. We'll give Maybe. you an impression of what we like. <laughs> it's fine. Let's um, not get too high. I don't want to hype here, Joel. Let's just, yeah, <laughs> just reel it back. Just reel it in. Reel it in. It's, that's a very good point. Um, but yeah, Cat Quest, very good. By General Bros Game Studio. It's very cool. Very pretty. Runs really well. Just, just a very well-made game. Um, if you're in, if you're looking for like a, I'd say like a solid, 
6.5 to 7 of a game. And that's not a bad thing. That means it's a very good game. Um, but yeah, the other thing I've been playing this week is, uh, surprise, surprise, I've been playing more Nier Automata. Um, and it's I've time actually, for a weekly Nier Automata check-in. This might be the last one for a while because I finished it. Well, I, I, I feel like I've got, I've got closure on things. I've, you know, it's... Kyron, this game is so fucking good. It's so fucking good. I, I can't... I, every time I booted up that game in the last week to play it, I was surprised and set higher expectations and those expectations were met. It's just a great game. Platinum and uh, and and Square Enix have done such a good job with this, and I, I'm so pleased um, that it's doing so well. Um, again, that will come up later in our in our news topics as well. Um, but yeah, I, I I won't go into details. I'm very satisfied with it. Um, it dawned on me that it had from with my very limited knowledge of it. Uh, it's got a very Evangelion anime feel to it's, it it's pretty anime oh yeah yeah when um, i finished my when i got the second ending and i like had the thing at the end of the credits i was like yes this is anime yep yep um it's awesome it's great because like going through okay mild spoilers here going through the first two playthroughs you're playing is the same um well you're playing the same story essentially um and then yeah when you finish that uh, that second run through, you get a preview for what the um what the the next two endings are, are going to be like, and it's you go into the second different. arc. Yeah, basically, it's it's really good, um, and it just does some interesting stuff. It keeps throwing stuff at you, but not like it's not overwhelming uh, in terms of side quests. It's not overwhelming. You've only got like three or four running at a time, uh, maybe four or five at most. Um, and then four or five will pop up on the map at any one time. Like that, that that's the most. Um, and what I will say is that as, as cool as some of those side quests are, you are like free to ignore them because unfortunately a lot of them are sort of just fetch quests. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But which is not yeah. like they could have, I feel like they could have been better, but like that wasn't the focus of the game. The story of the game is what I love most. And the fetch quest was like, yeah, I'll do this because it'll lead to more, combat and i love the combat so it's fine exactly yeah exactly the the combat is is fun is amazingly good because surprise surprise why wouldn't it be it's platinum games um and yeah man i just i've i've been weighing up starting to we're getting to the pointy end of the year now and i'm starting to weigh up about like what like starting to give a number to different games um number one's pretty cemented um (laughs) you could pretty much like nut that down if you look listen to our episodes uh on a regular basis you could pretty much figure out what our number one game is probably going to be um but i thought i had two pretty locked in at this stage i think see i think i've got a a, i think i've got a wild card number two now i knew i didn't because i absolutely 100% refuse to rule out how incredible it's going to be to play a new 3D Mario game in like just over two months. Yeah, yeah. We'll be able to feel like the Sonic fans feel right now. 
which oh, is man, uh, like, a good thing. Sonic Mania is doing very well, and I'm excited to get to it one day. Karen, I started that sentence. I was going to shit on Sonic, but I realized, no, fuck it. It's wow, awesome. That would have been a yeah. jerk move. <laughs> yeah, no, well, it would have been a jerk move, but I was just trying to do my whole like heel thing. But you know what? Fuck it. It's so awesome that Sonic Mania is doing so well critically and like I I'm assuming financially it's probably I can't imagine it's it's selling badly. I, I don't know if they've talked sales yet, but like just from a positive buzz going around the internet, like from critics and fans alike, it seems like it's doing well. Which yeah. is just great for Sonic. It seems to be like the best Sonic game in the like I think I saw it was like the, the highest rated Sonic game in 15 years I saw an article like I saw a headline for an article before we started recording and I'm like yeah it's look it's not my cup of tea I was going to jump in and give this a go I may do so down the track um but uh but yeah um yeah not much else about Nia it's great I love it I I'm slogging I'm slogging away at it I finished my second ending so happy to be my in my my new playthrough. I got really tired about hacking mini games. Sort of feels good to be free of it. Uh, I wouldn't say you're. F- I wouldn't I'm playing as. Yeah, I wouldn't say you're free of it. I mean, I, I I assume it's coming back, but I I really hope it's not as. It doesn't feel like it'll be as mandatory as it was for Nine S. No, and it. Yeah, uh, the way that the story presents itself, it, you're not tied down to that character at any one point. So, um, thank God. Yeah. Thank it's, God. It's really good. And it feels fresh. It, it feels like you said, it feels like the second arc. It feels like the third arc. It's, it just keeps. Near Automata is about probably two and a half games in one. Yeah. And it's just impressive. I've had moments where I've really laughed. I've had moments where I've been like heartbroken. I've had moments where, I've just been impressed. I've had moments where I've been like mouth agape. I've had moments where I've questioned like like life and existence and and is the world meaningless? Uh it's it's just a fantastic game. If you can squeeze it in, um absolutely play it. It's so good. So good. Um but yeah, apart from that that's about all I've been playing, apart from a game I've been playing with you. Um, but what else have you been playing, Kyron? Well, as you said, you have been you've been playing around a bit with it with the same game as me, and that game is Dying Light. Yes, yes. Which I I think you may have talked about last year when you originally picked it up. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure I did. I think it was yeah. just after we'd started like started the episodes, but um. But here we are again. I finally picked it up because it was going for like twenty five bucks for for like the game and all the DLC. And you know what? That's a good deal for a four player zombie parkour open world game. That's criminal. Like it's it's such a fun game. I have to, yeah. So initially, when playing it, wasn't sold. Okay. Yeah, I, I discussed this yep. with you, but basically, like, the movement felt a bit clunky. I didn't like having R1's jump and all these other little little nitpicky complaints. But now I think I'm about 20 hours in. I've leveled up a bit. I've got some skills. I've managed to wrap my head around R1 being jump for parkour purposes. Yep. I'm enjoying it a lot more now. Um, and I didn't want to be that guy when, when we were playing it, but I was, it, you really do just have to, like, 
no power through. You just have to sort of like get familiar with the, the, the way the game plays. And when you do get familiar and when that parkour system clicks, it is so good. It's so yeah. much fun. I do think it's fair to say that if you if you like you're not willing to if you don't want to if you don't think you can spend that time with it that's fair like it can I did find it quite frustrating at first like trying to mm-hmm. put it all together and I could have stopped playing but thankfully I had three other people who also had the game but that got me through it and now here I am at the other side actually enjoying it Yeah like I like I remember playing it solo and I loved it solo but I have this weird, like, affinity with, like, playing games uh, that are meant, like, that not meant to be, uh, like, co-op experiences, but have, like, a heavy co-op experience um, and playing them solo and, and enjoying them just as much. Um, Borderlands, I'm looking at you. I played pretty much all of that game by myself, and I, I loved it. And I've played half of this by myself as well, but playing it... Playing with you guys, just it's an, an entirely different game, and it and not a bad in a bad way. It just it's a it's a different game, but it's great. Yeah, um, like I, I had, at a certain level, I knew what to expect going into this. I played both of the Dead Island games that were released. I did that with a party of three. I'm pretty sure. Okay, and they were both good, good, harmless zombie murdering fun. Mm-hmm. This is definitely in the same vein just with the added parkour stuff which just sort of mixes up a bit and a sweet grappling hook which mostly oh. works but sometimes just doesn't <laughs> yeah no, it works it works enough and like it if you don't rely on it it works fine but like i if really you, want to rely on it because it's so cool but if you use that as an extension of the parkour system it's really really great um it really opens up your mobility uh, tenfold. Uh, and then you were saying before about like, you know, being frustrated if you're not willing to put the time in. Um, I feel like it gets to the point where it's like, okay, you're, you're just getting like, okay, I'm getting super frustrated with this parkour system now. And then you'll get an ability upgrade and you'll have something open up that will make make life a little bit easier. Where it be the grappling hook where it be the um, the ability to roll from, like, when you're jumping from a height, uh, so you sort of lessen or even negate damage. Um, Honestly, the biggest one for me is when you unlock the vault ability. That's, that's essential. To the vault ability. The zombies that are yeah. in your way. And even the, the vault ability and then being able to, like... Uh, once you vault over an enemy, uh, you, you, get to, you can get an ability... Um, that will stun that enemy for like five seconds, which is really good as well, which is also really good. I've started thinking about that in terms of playing with you guys in the fact that if I vault over an enemy and you guys are behind me and that enemy gets stunned, you then have the ability, if we're in a tight space, you then have the ability to knock out that enemy and like finish it. I got the ability tonight to instantly kill stunned enemies, so... Oh, fuck yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, that, that'll, that'll combine together quite nicely. Uh, I think the only things that really aren't doing it for me with this game, and again, they're not the, the centerpieces, so that's fine. Don't really care about the narrative at this point. 
Yeah. Which is, again, it's not a game that I think you, you're going to come to for a cinematic story. No. You're there to kill zombies and jump on them and squash their heads and drop kick them off bridges and set them on fire and decapitate them and shoot them with bows and not yep. learn about whatever the protagonist's name is and his really confusing morality where you're like, well, you can't really be sad about this because of what you just did. All right, whatever. You do you, dude. Look, uh, it's it's serviceable. It's like I'm yeah. not, I'm not going to I'm not going to stand up here and say that like, you know, it's 10 out of 10 best narrative of all time, but like it's it's serviceable. It does what it needs to do to get you to the, like from A to B. Um and I'm enjoying it. Like it's not overly memorable, but I wouldn't say that it's bad. Um, I would say it's like right in the middle where it's like yeah. it's okay for what it is but like when I when I finish a cutscene I've already forgotten what's happened. I Oh just... yeah. Um I think I think though playing it with other people uh, and on party chat is probably not helping. Um it's not too bad cuz I played most of it already so I sort of like I'm it's sort of like refreshing. I, like I'm just refreshing myself on the story. I'm like, all right, cool. Yep, this is awesome. Um, See, I've got subtitles yeah. switched on, so I'm normally I'm normally skimming the subtitles and just going. Oh, oh yeah, all right, okay, whatever. Why but that's you put enough. All that anti-zen in the bin uh, in the fire. You could have kept. All right, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> cool. No, it's yeah, no, but it's it's not too bad. Um, I I'm starting to remember where I was up to in the story, and I feel like, and I, you guys are look, we, we're starting to get to that point. Um. And Crane we starts. Blew, we, we just blew up a building. Oh, you did that without me. Yeah, man, you went around. That's fair. No, I've already done it. But <laughs> yeah, that mission's really good. Um, I really like that mission. Uh, this is the one where you plant the C four and then you've got to like try and get out before it blows up. Yes. Yeah, that's a very good mission. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Um, it's very tense. Very exciting. Uh, and it's at a point in the story again where you feel like you've got you've got a great hold and grasp of the uh, pun intended of the parkour system, um, so you can start seeing sort of the matrix code of like, all right, I can get from <laughs> the here. Matrix code. Yeah, You're not wrong. like, but yeah, it's true. Like you can see you can see the the paths you need to take um, without having to be having them be highlighted by giant red glowing uh spaces uh <laughs> looking at you mirror's edge mirror's, oh, edge, mirror's is very, edge mirror's edge is still very good it's just that this takes mirror's edge and then skins it with a you know z-grade horror movie z-grade zombie film it's good yeah which is fair it it's it, again overall the whole game is serviceable and very fun in co-op and I have a katana now, so I'm very happy, and I've got a sweet bow, so I'm incredibly satisfied just firing yep. bow, like arrows at zombies. It's just a good time. Yeah. Kyron, would you say that it's an okay game? Joel. We've had to... Yes. Look, we've got our first one. We've got our first one. We've got it. <laughs> Great Did name it? for a podcast. Great name for oh, a website. Oh, I mean, wouldn't it need to be, like, plural, though? 
I'd look, we'll, wouldn't, look it, wouldn't we'll, it make more sense if we got into the end of like what we've been playing and you'd, if you'd asked me like would you say that they were okay games <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't that have made more sense I'll take what we can get at the moment like <laughs> alright that's fine that's fine Not, no judgement here but you know you just you know you know you know you know it's got it's, see it's gotten to the point where I almost feel bad about our name now because it just pops up so often so I will take what I can get so <laughs> Notch one, notch one up on the board. We've got one. <clears throat> anyway. I mean, uh, I, I technically we do, yes. <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, uh, what, what else have you been playing, Garen? Is there anything else you want to say uh, about Dying Light? Uh, not really. I think I basically summarized it. Oh, I, actually, one thing I do want to say is it looks surprisingly good. Yeah, man, the draw distance on that game is very impressive. Yeah, um, like, some of, so like when you're on top of the buildings or like looking off into the, the like smoky burning distance, it looks quite nice. Yeah. And the zombies are genuinely disgusting sometimes and they decapitate so good. Oh yeah. Um, and I mean, it has its moments where it has its performance issues, but I mean, yes, I don't, <laughs> I don't care. Like, I don't care. It's just fun. Yeah. Again, like, I sort of just consider it like I considered the Dead Island games just good, dumb, zombie-killing fun. And the fact that those guys are still... Like, the Techland is still releasing DLC for it and free DLC for it. It's just very impressive. We haven't even scratched any of the following DLC yet, which opens up... Kyron, that game... I can't... I haven't even done it in my fucking solo playthrough the following adds vehicles does it just add like the buggies or is there more than that I th- I'm I'm not sure I just know that there are vehicles and I can't imagine what kind of fucking nightmare chaos gonna, we're gonna I'm cause I'm going to run you over a lot oh yeah it's alright I'll activate a, a car trap while you're doing it so you are fine. very good at blowing me up <laughs> I've learned that much from playing Dying Light with you. If, if there's ever an explosion from you, it's probably going to kill me. It's It comes down to that thing of like, you know when you have that moment where it's like in your head and you're like, this would be really funny. Wouldn't it be funny if this happened? And then and the then it moment, happens. yeah, the moment, nine times out of ten, that moment happens. And it's just fucking, yeah, it's great. That's me in Dying Light, yeah. That's fine. Oh, yeah. Anyway. That's fine. Anyway. Good times. Um, <laughs> cool. Uh, but apart from Dying Light, I also made my return to... It's nearly... My PS4 practically reminded me that it's like, hey, it's been about a year since you played this game when I booted it up. But I went back to No Man's Sky, Joel. Whoa! I know. The, the time has come. We're a year into the future from that game's launch. And the big 1.3 Atlas Rises update dropped, so I figured, you know, why the hell not? Mm-hmm. Uh, so immediately off the, at the gate, I had to start a new game because when I booted into my game, I had no idea where I was, how the game even played, and I was just generally lost. So I just right. just took that save and just jettisoned it into space. It's gone now. It's gone. Yep. Uh, I don't know if my, my discoveries are probably still out there so you can find all my planets with really dumb names and the animals on them just called nightmares and thing of horrors and 
horrible planets or sky worms that haunt my nightmares <laughs> to this day. Yep. But starting the game afresh is I'm back with for like the simpler things and just sort of cute animals and mo- mildly disturbing crustacean freaks and yep it's only sort of disconcerting but uh i i'll, I'll give a quick rundown of the of the uh dot points for the patch because we were okay. going to discuss it last week but we were like yeah I, you know scrub that and then i played and it and i was like okay i guess we better bring it up then it's funny because like we were like nah fuck it we don't need to worry about that and then we sort of we finished the podcast last week and we're like i'm gonna download it <laughs> I'm gonna, you were like I'm gonna do it I think let's, I'm gonna go let's there just, let's just do it and then I, I finished Nier Automata and I was like I'm gonna do it as well why not let's just <laughs> let's give it a go we'll go to No Man's Sky yeah crazy like that <laughs> um, uh, s- yeah. so to, to summarise it, just briefly, it adds 30 hours of new story content, including the appearance of a new interdimensional alien race, a limited online co-op feature called Joint Exploration, where you sort of see other players as little balls of light. I haven't encountered it yet, so I don't know what it does, but you know we're getting to co-op. We're getting there. Yeah, baby steps. It has improved galactic mapping and better waypointing, Variety and visual quality of planets improved with new rare planet types. Crash freighters, buried resources, and scavenging missions have been included. Sidebar, found my first crash freighter. It was incredible to see one of those things just slammed into the side of a planet. That's awesome. Uh, and as, as you go further through, you get like a an attachment for your, your multi-tool called the Terrain Manipulation Tool, which okay. basically lets you just dig or like build like dirt piles or whatever terrain is near you and you can use that to like excavate parts of the freighter to get like money and stuff which is very cool awesome yeah so it also includes the a mission board system where you can go and take missions from the npcs and turn them in and build rep with factions and races and all that sort of stuff uh it's got a full galactic trading system now i don't quite know what that means but what i can say is i went a bit crazy this morning mining a bunch of gold sold that to the trade market, found some more gold and went to sell it. Now we're like, it's worth less now because you flooded the market. So I was like, oh, oops, I crashed. I did it. Too much gold. There's too much gold. (laughs) Too much. I did it. I flooded it. You've ruined it. I did. I I broke it. Uh, Thankfully, waiting a bit, I, my gold is now worth money again. So let's go sell that on the, on the DL and it will be all good. We'll be golden. Fantastic. Uh, uh, yeah, ha, ha, ha. I'll, 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 I'll show myself out. I love uh, it. You can also update your analysis visor to be to be more in depth, and that will in turn get you more credits for your discoveries, better visual quality, and better and high resolution textures. Space combat feels better. There's more ship types. Low planetary flight now allowed. You can crash, Joel. You can hit it into things. Oh, that's awesome. Sean Murray has now allowed you to hit your ship into, like, rocks and minerals and stuff, which you typically the game was like, no, don't do that. You don't want to You don't want to hurt your ship. It will just, we'll just you, steer you up. No, why would fine. you want to do worry. that? And he's like, no, why would you want to do it? Because uh, I'm, I don't know, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, because I want to? Shut up. Don't shut shut up, do. Sean. You're not the boss of me. Yeah, well, yeah. In this world of years, I guess. Yeah. Uh, 
it also just has general quality of life improvements such as better inventory management you can call your ship to where you are now just with a tab on the down on the d-pad you can just go hey ship come to me instead of walking 10 years to get back to it if you've gone too far just make it come to you and there are portals now that will link from planet to planet that basically seem to operate in sort of like something at a stargate where you need like specific symbols to activate the portals to go through them that's awesome that's that's the 1.0 update so obviously that's a lot of content look uh i i i had i played it for like 20 minutes um yep. just to have a look um immediately the planet that i looked i like that i like crashed on like that i, that I started my journey on was already visually more impressive than most of the planets that i've been to like it was lots of color um it just felt good i don't know it's weird it is isn't it it's so bizarre a year ago we were we were still pretty excited about no man's sky before the shine started to wear off yeah but it's pretty crazy to be like all right i'll go back to this game a year later this big patch has come out and i'm enjoying it so much more that's look um I want to bring this up again later on about uh, when we get to the question segment as well, I think. But um, I think not having this giant hype machine surrounding it, I think has... uh, Helped? Yeah. I really think it has. Because, I mean... The game came out, and it was pretty popular for a while, but people got pretty mad pretty quickly. And then since then, the game's sort of just been under the radar, and just seems like it's been quietly improving itself, and now 1.3 has dropped, and all this stuff is in there, and it's just a straight-up better game. Like, Yeah. You you have, like, a more directed take on the story, quests sort of... You can be guided, but you can also go, okay, cool, I've got a quest in this system, I'll jump to that system then do some exploring, and then maybe keep following that quest further. So there's just enough direction there to keep you moving, and you still have the freedom to go and take on missions, like the NPCs to get standing with their races and the factions and all that. And it's just, it's little things like that, that, like, originally when I was playing No Man's Sky, if I was just like, I'm kind of bored of exploring and scanning animals. Yeah, that's kind of all this game really is, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. I, I, I mean... I'm a, yeah. The missions are basically, so far, like, kill animals and scan plants and all that. But I did get my first mission today, which was to deliver a package to a different star system. So I assume you'll get more variety as you do more of those missions and, like, go and, like, rank up with those races. Yeah, so I might trust you more and give you more responsibilities and things. Exactly. Um, the the thing that I felt... I know it was a it was a, it was a selling point on on No Man's Sky, but I felt overwhelmed by it. I think, and I, I'm glad I don't have to deal with it now. Is the fact that like going to a planet is like, yeah, you can name everything, and I was like, oh god, don't give me that responsibility. <sighs> I don't like having that much pressure to not pressure, but like just like, oh, I'm gonna go through and I've got to, I, um, everything doesn't have a name here, but I, I just like going and looking, and I'm like, feeling like landing on this planet. I'm like, I feel like maybe someone has named this and actually put thought into it and the community has made, like, the effort to do that. Um, yeah, that's what I felt was, you know, one of the things that I took away from my 20 minutes with 
the uh, the Atlas Atlas Rising up, uh, update. But yeah, that's fair. Like the first couple of systems I was traveling through were undiscovered, but I reached I think my third or fourth was actually found by someone else, and I landed on a planet that someone cool. else had found, and I was like, oh look look, found by someone else. This is this is nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Um. Karen, I need you to finish Near Automata because I need to talk to you about things. I, I will. This, just, I, yeah, just the, the, uh, just to do with like discovering things and like player communities and and uh, uh, you know being asynchronously linked to uh, users and things like that. Yeah, cool. I am. I don't know how far I am into my third playthrough, but I'm doing a quest for Pascal. I've got to yeah. go to be a Bend factory, I think. Yeah, it's again for like the five billionth time. (laughs) Oh yeah, it's it's not long. Like the the, you're you're on the the home stretch, I guess. Um, and then yeah, but uh, but yeah, sorry to distract. But I did did, that just reminded me of something, and I'm like, man, I just need to talk to you about this. But uh, yeah, the important takeaway is No Man's Sky is I don't like to say like it's a good game now because it was. It was probably fun for the right people when it first came out. It had so much expectation thrown upon it that it was only natural that it would buckle and give way and become the internet's most hated thing. But it feels like more people will enjoy it now. Yeah. In this current form. And I think that's a good thing. And I think that, you know, having it like Atlas, the, the Atlas, this update coming out around the same time as that sale of the fact that it was $25. Yeah. Like $25 Australian to download, like to buy. It's, yeah, I, it's good. I'm, I'm excited. I'm it's glad that there is before, silver linings. Yeah. Before I forget, like, uh, I didn't even mention the stuff I added in the update before this, which was, uh, base building is in the game now. So that's you right. can. You can pick a home planet, choose a site like with a building and build a base. And like there are certain stations you can build for like your technology and your plants and all that. You can like hire like aliens from the various space stations to populate it. Uh, you can build vehicles, like uh, little cars and stuff to drive around the planets. Uh, what else was there? And freighters are now a thing you can actually purchase. They're ridiculously expensive. Like I think I saw one today for $200 million. But okay. they're also huge and have so much space for storage. Yep. And it's, yeah, the game. I, once this game gets proper co-op, I'm really excited. I hope it happens. Like, I hope the stepping stones we're seeing here will lead to full co-op in, in the future. Well, in the letter that Sean Murray wrote and released about the this update, uh, he said, like, something about, like, this, this is the... We're excited to see... Uh, we're excited for you to, to get hands-on with, like the beginnings of what's to come. Um, so excited. Yeah. Uh, I, I just liked how everything was streamlined. Everything just is streamlined. It, it, it's not clunky menu, like navigations and things like that. Um, and yeah, well, like inventory it management like they, it feels like so much easier. It's yeah. Just the little things that you need to power your ship and your suit and your gun, like plutonium, all those elements, iron, was they just felt like they were always nearby, so you were never like, all right, time to go for a walk across the planet to find what I need. And that just felt better. I don't know if it's if it was like this, again, in original No Man's Sky, but I've got the recipes pretty quickly to make, like, warp cells, and that's 
just made my life a million times easier. Yeah, yeah. So like jumping from system to system is easy. I don't know if you got this the uh, the recipe for suspension fluid, which is basically integral to warp cells in the original game, because I got it from a like an actual as a part of a new content from a character called Artemis, who I'm basically trying to find in the game by like. Okay contacting her with my ship's communicator, talking to her, then triangulating her position on planets and all this sort of stuff and calling her from like a holographic communicator. But yeah, she gave me a recipe for suspension fluid. So I can just I can just make warp cells whenever I want now. And it's just That's awesome. better. That's cool. Yeah. That's the thing. Like just being able like streamlining everything down and making the experience less clunky is just yeah. And I think having our expectations in check now. Um Yes. It was amazing to see my, uh, yeah, I think I mentioned this last week, something about, like, uh, my time hop said something like, yeah, uh, No Man's Sky is amazing and Persona 5 is coming out on February 14th. Um, <laughs> yeah. Simpler times. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But uh, anything else about No Man's Sky that you want to... Uh... Not really. I just, I just want to finish by saying that it's fun and I'm I'm enjoying my time just chilling out in space now. Especially I think uh coming off of Elite Dangerous as well. Yeah. Which is a game that I definitely enjoyed. I appreciate the depth in that game and I just as much fun as it was, I couldn't help but realise what I really wanted from it. And when I until I booted up No Man's Sky again and landed on a planet a planet and was just blown away by the color and even just the weird ugly creatures i was just like this is nice elite dangerous is cool but i i really like the planet side stuff in no man's sky yeah yep cool it's just chill joel i love it love it i love it all right let's get into some news then kyron bit of a slow week this week we got a couple of stories to uh toss around though we'll see how we go uh first things first Crackdown 3, Kyron. Yes, Joel. What, what mm, about Crackdown crack- 3? Is it coming out, like, soon, Joel? Oh. oh the, the Xbox depends, One X, all right, Joel? Depends what you classify as soon. Do you yeah. classify, like, a year from now? Or, like, six months from now soon? Well, I mean, 2018's not that far away. Yeah, so Crackdown 3 has gotten delayed till 2018. Till, yeah, till um, spring 2018. Spring I 2018. Yeah, God, like... Yeah, our autumn it'll be, so... When when was... I'm going to look do a quick look up. When was Crackdown 3 announced? 2014, I believe. Holy... Well, I mean, 2014 to 2017 is not terrible. It's not terrible, no. But um, this was supposed to be their... Like, Microsoft's Ace in the Hole exclusive to launch alongside the Xbox One X. Um, what do they got now? Uh, look, I tried to look up a decent list and I couldn't find a great deal. As that far as like, is it... not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, as far as like exclusives go, this was sort of it, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was an, like a sequel to an established franchise. It had all this cool tech that was supposed to be running, and it was going to be do this and all this stuff. Lots of lots of whiz bang things, but, um, yeah, not now, not until next year. Uh, I don't know. 
I don't know, Kyron. It's so weird. It really is. Because at this point... Alright, so I don't remember... So Xbox One X came, was meant to be coming out the same day as Crackdown, wasn't it? Or I'm pretty sure. Been... Either way, here's what... Here's a rough list of what will support 4K on Xbox Xbox One X later this year. There'll be Forza Motorsport 7. Okay. Which comes out October 3rd. Yep. There'll be Middle Earth Shadow of War, which drops October 10th. Mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed Origins, which drops October 27th. Yep. <laughs> Crackdown 3, scratch that one out. Yep. And then... Uh, Sea of Thieves, State of Decay 2, and Metro Exodus are, like, early 2018-ish, and they will also support, like, a lot of the 4K, Xbox One X stuff. Tell you what, Joel, Mm. not a great deal of reasons to buy an Xbox One X at launch. No, there's a lot of uh, cross-console, like, multi-platform releases there. And the only one that that, that sticks out to me in terms of, like, launch, uh, Xbox One X launch titles is Forza, um, and GT Sports coming out this year as well. So if you really wanted a realistic driving sim, and you only owned a PlayStation 4, you're still okay. Like Yeah, GT really. Sport could probably hold you over. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like Forza will be better. I think so too. I think it'll be a GT, better game. But, yeah. I mean, because GT Sport, that's not like a numbered GT sort of release, is it? Like, is that? I don't fucking know with Gran Turismo anymore. I have no <laughs> idea. Well, cause it's I mean, like <sighs> I assume that they. I don't know. I thought they may have been going for a similar sort of a similar thing to what Forza does. Maybe have two series, but like, I don't know. I haven't been following GT Sport. But the thing is, know. though, like, like yeah, neither have I. But like the thing with the the Forza series is that the two different franchises that they've got within the Forza stable are completely different like that one's like a super fun high-speed arcadey racer and the other one's like it's your your legit racing sim you want to get real you go and play Forza. if you really like cars game yeah exactly <laughs> really yeah like cars um but yeah okay so crackdown 3 was supposed to that they they showed it off at e3 and everyone was kind of like, eh. And then people hey, got hands... Hey. Whoa, Joel. Joel. Yeah? I'm not going to let you just blow off witnessing Terry Crews like that. Yeah, amazing. Terry Crews was great. But, like, everyone was like, alright, Crackdown 3. People got, like, like, you know, like, journos and news reporters got hands-on with it on the floor. And the general consensus was, is like, it's okay. It's nothing special. It's okay. I've never played a Crackdown. Yet. But isn't that sort of where the franchise sits? Yeah, because it was in that time when that, that kind of game... There, there weren't a dime a dozen then. They, they were relatively new. I think it was between like that and Assassin's Creed. Gotta get those orbs, Joel. That's about it. Yeah, exactly. So like... And it seems to me like it's just that, but more of it in a different, like, you know, space, basically. Yeah. Do you it's... think, though, do you think, though, my question to you is that, do you think that the, not necessarily backlash, I guess, but, like, the the general meh consensus, consensus from people who played it at E3 
And it's very well documented that people have played it and were like, it's okay. Do you think maybe they've gone, oh, fuck, we need to work on this. We'll take the hit with the Xbox One X launch and just try and retool this to make it something special? I mean, maybe. I if If that is the case, I honestly will commend Microsoft on letting it happen instead of mm-hmm. putting the game out when it's clearly not in a form that's going to wow people. Like, it's always better to just delay the game, polish it, make it yep. make it better before you put it out. Like, don't send it out to die. And don't again, that. that's, that's the thing. Like, I, 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 another factor could have been Microsoft looking at EA and Mass Effect Andromeda and the way that that launched. And then going, yeah, that's, oh, that game was rough and... we don't want that to happen to us. Maybe we should go back to the drawing board, just try and tweak it, make it refined as possible, and uh, put out... And then, again, looking at Breath of the Wild that came out after being delayed multiple, multiple times uh, and was, you know, in our eyes, one of the most amazing games of the year. Sorry, Josh, you're wrong. But um, Ooh, shots fired. But I do agree. No, Breath of the Wild is I, incredible. I, I understand I understand where it's coming from. There's a whole different other conversation, though. I, I will have that conversation with him one day. Um, one day. <laughs> one day I will have so that ominous. conversation with him. Yeah, one day. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like they're, maybe that they... Ideally, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, that's what they're doing. They're, they've, they've taken a step back and, and are looking at this. All the things that have happened this year, because it's been a huge year for video games... Uh, and then maybe taking them on board. But I think deep down it's just that the game probably wasn't ready. Yeah, and again, there's nothing a... nothing wrong with that. Like, I I will all as much as I will be the first to complain if the game gets delayed, just do it yeah. if it's gonna make the game better. Like it's it sucks. But it's I... that, is it yeah. It's that knee jerk reaction of like Oh, this game's like, oh, that sucks. I was so looking forward to it. But then, like, five minutes later, you're like, all right, that makes sense. Like, I'd hate to play, like, a broken piece of garbage, so. Yeah, and, like, you want a game to be released in the best state it can be in. And in, like, the year we've had so far in 2017, expectations for the games that you're going to be, you know, spending your time with are pretty high. Like, Oh, yeah. There isn't enough time for me to play all the incredible games that have come out. So even then, I'm making some cuts that I'm like, I'll get to you maybe next year, hopefully. So I I don't know if that's really a contributing factor, but I, if I was Microsoft and I was looking at this year and looking at maybe looking at Crackdown 3 and going, look, are we better off to just push it and just improve it and put it out when it's in a better state? And I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case, really. Microsoft themselves have just... All the the entire duration of the Xbox One has been an uphill battle for them. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, so, it, this isn't this isn't some sort of like console wars bullshit that we're trying to like oh, talk no. here. It's just it's a fact. Like, I mean, yeah, it's Microsoft came out with the Xbox One. They thought they knew what players wanted. They were wrong. Sony came out with all their cheap shots, won the fan base, and now Sony themselves are getting quite arrogant. Oh and god, yeah putting up plus prices and putting out this the 5.0 firmware just like the beta stuff came out adds a whole lot of nothing really from what I can tell. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty rubbish. Well, not rubbish, yeah, so but like it's just not This eventful. isn't console warsy stuff. Like Sony I I believe are getting quite full of themselves and 
I want to see Microsoft do better. Absolutely. I do. Absolutely, yeah. Phil Spencer's a good dude. Um, He's done a lot to turn his like to turn absolutely. the perception of Xbox around after oh, was it Don Don Matrick? Yeah, I think yeah. Something like someone like that, yeah. Don like, Matrick. I think you might be right. He's really done a great job flipping this around, and they're, they're getting so close. I can you can feel it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're on they're on the, the cusp of something. I mean, it could that could be the Xbox One X, but you know, who knows? And yeah, I would I just I would like to see not too much, but I would like to see Sony get take down a couple of pegs because they just need a competition. They need healthy. a shot to the leg. Yeah, exactly. They need a shot to the leg. Sony's um, getting cocky because they think they can get away with it. Really, that's that's exactly, usually how it goes. Yeah. They're just like, well, Xbox is going to fuck up and we're just going to like coast on through. It's like, no, they're going to keep working to try and bring you down. Yes, I anyway. I, I watched your E3. It wasn't wasn't spectacular. It was okay. Ubisoft I know they were better. all like, we're saving the bombs for PSX, but like, uh, were you? We'll, we'll know soon, I guess. But That's true. Yeah, like, competition's good. Anytime there's healthy competition, I'm all for it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, cool. Anything else about Crackdown? I just, I want to, I, when I saw this news, I sort of, I put my head in my hands and was just like, of course. Yep. Of course, Crackdown got delayed. Yeah. I mean, I remember I, there yeah. was so much talk at E3 where basically people were like, look, if we don't see Crackdown 3 this year, it's, it's done. It's dead. Yeah. It was there, um, and it got its release date, and how it slipped again. Yeah. Oh, boy. Come on, Microsoft. Pull it together. You can do it. We believe in you. Um, but, Kyrie, I'm pretty excited for this next uh, this next piece of news. And it, I, I can imagine you're pretty excited as well. Yeah, but I probably am, for, actually. Probably for different reasons than I am. Um, so, Sweary, the crazy batshit mind behind uh, the cult classic Deadly Premonition uh, and D4 Dark Dreams Don't Die um, has announced his next project. It is called The Good Life. Um, I mean, sounds, we say yeah. announced, it sounds like Fig sort of leaked it. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, this was supposed to be like, what, next week? Or a couple of weeks away at PAX well, Prime? It has like a pre-launch like campaign countdown timer, which basically lines it up to go live. Which I think, at the same point when his PAX panel is next week, I think something like yeah. that. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's called the Good Life. Sounds pretty normal. Um, basically, the rundown here from the Eurogamer article says, described as a daily life RPG, the Good Life is about a New York photographer named Naomi who visits a peculiar, peculiar. English village where everyone transforms into a cat at night. Naomi herself will learn to morph into a feline where she'll be able to access places previously out of reach in human form. Sign me the fuck up. I want to play a fucking girl who transforms into a cat at night time in a village of people who do the same thing. Yes. 100% yes. It's I want it. like... So, as you said, I, I am definitely interested in this because I didn't finish it, but I did put a fair amount of time into Deadly Premonition. And that game is... It is just so weird, but endearing. Like, I have heard the comp- the comparisons to, like, 
Twin Peaks and all that. And there are definitely some very strong elements there. And I'm just... The, the, the pitch of this game just has me intrigued, for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So a couple of things, like, it's going to... So it's going to be from uh, Swery's new studios called White, White Owls. Uh, he said that uh, very similar to Deadly Premonition, it's going to have a day-night life cycle, like a cycle, um, and that The Good Life will also be set in a town called Rainy Woods, which apparently was the working title of Deadly Premonition. It's so, I was about to just drop that nugget of trivia on you, but you were way ahead of me. Oh, I'm just reading this Eurogamer article, but yeah, that's really cool. That's awesome. <sighs> Sorry, Karen. I didn't mean it's to fine. steal your thunder. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Just don't even worry about it. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, we mentioned you mentioned before about figs. So this game is going to be crowdfunded through the uh, the game crowdfunding platform called Fig F I G. Um, yeah, I'm keeping my eye on this one. I may even back it. Because I'm just a fucking crazy cat person. So, yeah. I, I'm super interested. Like, this guy, I didn't play D4, unfortunately, because I believe it was Xbox PC exclusive, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he's just an interesting guy. His ideas, the ideas in Deadly Premonition, well, it, I still don't think I fully understand them. But yeah. The game was just, it was so, in, it was endearing. And I, like, looking at the art that's out there for this game so far, which is not much to go off, admittedly. No. But it looks quaint and charming. And, of course, it's set in a place called Rainy Woods. That's that's where I would be happy as well, <laughs> for sure. Um, but apparently, yeah, it's going to have some, like, very, it's going to be very mysterious. You try and find out why everyone turns into cats at night time and... The Which I fact guess that she learns how to do that. Um, yeah. the, the the mystery element that sort of deadly premon- deadly premonition had. Yeah, uh, I. This feels like such a change from from deadly premonition. Though, like looking at, like if you were to put these two things next to one another, you'd be like, "Wow, we, what a jump this is." This is uh yeah, it's a big it's a big stretch. Um, but I'm I, that's a, I, I think it's a great thing, especially from someone like Sweary who's just nuts like i the way his mind works would be so fascinating to see um so yeah i don't know i oh man i'm so keen i am it's not that i don't know i am so keen for this um yeah i mean me I'm, I'm just happy to see him back because i after after he left his studio what's it what's the name of his, what was the name of his studio i forget his name uh god i'll google it Google will help me. Use the Googles. The goggles. So he let, yeah, he retired from Access Games. That was back in October 31st, 2016. Access Games. Okay. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a bummer. And it's just nice to see him back, like, nearly a year later with a new game, new idea. Yeah. To strap ourselves in it's for one hell of a ride. Super, super new and off-the-wall yeah, um, well, he was he was recovering from an illness. He was feeling ill. That's right. I remember reading about that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it's just it's good to see him back. Uh, again, excited for it. What do you think the game like? So it, it mentioned like the mystery of how this happens. Do you think like how do you think it's going to play? 
Will it be like a third-person adventure game or? Well, in my mind, yeah, but like it says, um, like you know, you can access different areas of the map as a cat at night because you can only access them as a cat. Um, there was also something else in there in that article, that Eurogame article about like apparently it's going to have it's going to be a completely new way to play the game or something. They That's mentioned something like that. Yeah, that was like, what was the quote? So, does that mean you reckon, you, so you think you'll be playing as a human and as cats? Oh, I think so. Okay. I 100% think so, yeah. Well, it, it seems to me that, the, you know, uh, I can't remember what it was. Yeah, so despite, yeah, Swery noted that The Good Life will feature a brand new style of gameplay, though it's not clear exactly what that will be. Um, I wouldn't be surprised that like, if, like, and, maybe yeah, a the fact of the story happens as as a human, and then more well, the the gameplay stuff is when you're the cat. Then, oh, maybe I can't imagine it'd be like visual novelly kind of style. In my head, I'm just seeing I'm just seeing Persona Five, but you get to be yeah, me too. That's honestly what I'm like. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah, and you know what? Totally okay with that. Oh yep, yeah, I, have I will no play issues. that. Um. But yeah, I think it's going to be something a bit more, bit more obtuse than that. I'd say. I never try to completely pin down what this guy will do. Like, it, you could be like, "Hey, I think it'll be this," and it'll be like, "Oh yeah, well, what if it was this?" That's yeah, the opposite of what I thought it would be. Congratulations, you did it. You just need to kick back and enjoy the ride. I think. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you're going to be at PAX West, uh, check out his panel, which is. Honestly, yeah. I, lo- I love the name of his panel. His panel is titled Coffee Time with Sweary 65. That's the best. <laughs> it, is, it just is. like. So if you're going to be there, that'll be that'll be great. And that's probably it's, one of the uh, launches fig campaign and this whole thing will kick into, kick into gear. I'm definitely going to check out that fig campaign because you know what? I might. Maybe. We'll see. I probably won't. I can't afford it at the moment. I'm not going to do that. Uh, actually, um, I've got a little tweet here that, in, that doesn't seem to corroborate, but maybe he wasn't expecting the information to get out early. Okay. <laughs> so right. he, he tweeted uh, on August 16th, basically just saying, who was the leaker? Who broke my PR plan? Never mind. It's okay at the end because everybody love hashtag the good life, hashtag pancake. <laughs> With a picture. What's the picture of? Is it of a pancake? Please tell I, me. It's I honestly a pancake. hope it is of a pancake. If it's not, I'll be disappointed. It is a picture of. It is. It is him eating a pancake. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag love, pancake, Joel. Hashtag pancake. I love it. Who was the leaker? Who was it? Oh well, everyone's talking about my game. I don't give a shit. That's awesome. It's great. Fun guy. Love it. Yeah. Should we keep the good vibes going? About other. Awesome, crazy, batshit, insane uh, uh, Japanese developers. Which is, again, this is also another thing that sort of has come from Twitter, really. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, apparently, Platinum Games, uh, the... Oh, what's his name? Uh, it's here somewhere. Hideki Kamaya butchered that. Um, <laughs> he's the guy that if you tweeted him like anything he does want to hear he'll just block you oh really yeah he'll do, and he'll like retweet you and then block you 
Um, so yeah, he's the uh, the Platinum Games studio co-founder and game designer there. Uh, has basically come out and said that uh, Yoko Taro and uh, Nier Automata saved Platinum Games uh, from, you know, brought them back from the brink of uh, destruction, essentially. Because, uh, let's face it, they had a pretty, they've had a pretty rough year leading up to Nier Automata's release. Well, I mean, there's no point, like, tiptoeing around it. Like, when Scalebound got cancelled, it mm-hmm. was fair to say there was need, not need for concern, but it was fair to be worried because oh, yeah. they didn't have much else announced at the time, I'm pretty sure. Like, Scalebound was no. a big thing. And then for that to just go away and cease existing was like, oh, oh, God, but what are Platinum making? Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, there, it seems to be like DLC and stuff for Nier Automata is all done. Um, I don't know. Bayonetta 3. Oh, Oh, look, like, I'm sure they've got... Now, after the Nier Automata, like, Nier Automata, besides how much we've harped on about it, <laughs> has been oh, yeah. pretty much, like, just well-received by everyone who's played it. Anyone who's, like, looked at it, it's like, wow, this is really interesting and weird and fun and... I think it's another Persona 5 uh, case, where it's, like... Maybe not on the same level, these pe- but... Not, not quite on the same level of, like, you know, people had already heard about, like, Persona 4 Gold and whatnot, but... Um, I think it just had a lot of good press. That that demo was a great demo, and it's literally the start of the game. Um, and it also like was the first like thing you do in the game. Yeah, like if you play that demo and liked it, you'll probably like Nier Automata. If you play that demo and Absolutely, didn't like yeah. it, probably not the game for you. If you like the combat of it, then yes. If you, if you that, like it the, doesn't give it away anything about the story whatsoever. Saying, if you like the combat of a Platinum Games game, then you're gonna like Nier Automata. Oh yeah, yeah, you're gonna love it. Um, but yeah, I, this is interesting. That apparently, um, you know, they were very, very pleased with the uh, the sales of uh, of Nier Automata and uh, and the critical success of it as well. Well, um, I never, I never played the original Nier, but I what I heard no. from all I heard of it was it was a really interesting game, like idea wrapped in a really a sort of bland game itself. And I feel like right. Automata sort of has that idea. But with Platinum Games gameplay, which works yeah. wonders for it. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, Platinum Platinum do combat so well. Um, yeah, it's. Not, it's I don't uh, think it's too like super harsh to say that maybe story is usually not their strongest suit. But again, gameplay is their focus. Yeah, yeah. And I think and that's, they, oh, Yoko Taro so brought that to the table this time. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's good to hear like this kind of happy story, um, especially from like from a game like Nier Automata, which is quite the opposite. Um, <laughs> hey Joel, uh, everything yeah. is pointless. Yeah, everything is pointless. Yeah, you kill all the machines. Um, yeah. So apparently, uh, uh, there's a translation from like because uh, he, he um, Hideki took to Twitter and uh, wrote a, a a bit of a uh, an outpouring to Yokotaro uh, and and thanking him as well. Uh, one of the the parts of it translates to Nia's success has to this point given Platinum a new fan base, a growing staff, a brilliant success story, and an increased. Uh, an increase in qualified job applicants and a great benefit. 
Normally I can't do anything by myself. It's a pitiful story. But to say that Yoko-san saved Platinum would not be an exaggeration. I cannot thank him enough. This is nice. It's lovely. It's lovely. Yeah. Getting the feel goods out. Yeah. The woman fuzzies. So like Platinum basically can can roll forward from this. They had near automatas, done well. The Vanquish and Bayonetta PC ports, well received. So it's really exciting to see where they're going to go now. Like, I'm so ha- I'm so happy. I'm so excited. I love well, Platinum Games and just can't wait to see what they're doing. They have three franchises there, like right there, where they're like, which sequel do we do next? <laughs> like, you know, it's... Oh, we d- and uh, we don't Bayonetta know. 3 on the Switch. Go. Do it. Let's get Bayonetta 1 and 2 on the Switch first. Yeah, that too as well. I'll have that. Also, Platinum... Get on the horn to Atlas. <laughs> Get Persona Five on the Switch was a lawyer at it. Sure, that's that's it. that's probably within their power, right? It's how it works, Karen. That's how, how it works. That's how it works. Yeah, that's how that's how the games industry works. Okay, <laughs> I'm not sure you understand how. how the game industry works, Joel. No, I'm going to be no. honest. I got it. Got it pinpointed. All right. All right okay. I mean, I don't, I don't yeah. mean to sound like I'm questioning you too much, but I um, don't know, eh? No, 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 it's fine. Everything will be fine. <laughs> All right, so um, well, when, when Persona 5 is announced for Switch and, like, it's introduced by Kamiya from Platinum Games, I'll be like, well, Joel was right. He was yeah. right. I was wrong. And I'll be sitting there going, I told you. You'll be so smug and I'll be... Because I'm a fucking smug piece of shit. That's I'll what be, I am. I'll yeah. be distraught. He was right. Yep. The whole time. <laughs> you will be shook. <laughs> um, uh, cool. So good vibes there. Also, go and buy Nier Automata. Like if you if you're vaguely interested in buying it and or playing it, go and buy it. Go and support it. It's worth it. You'll love it. You'll fucking question your existence, but you'll love it. Um, you'll question your existence, great. but at least you get to do sweet sword moves the whole way time. Whole way oh time. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, lots of hacking and slashing it, and having a good old time with it. Hack and slash, Ooh. like top-down shooter, side-scroller oh. shooter. It's so many things. It's yeah, good times, good times. Karen, PlayStation announced this week they're going to be they're going to have a media showcase at uh, Paris Games Week this year. Uh, I think the last appearance at Paris Games Week was in twenty fifteen. Yes. Uh, where they announced Detroit Become Human and Gran Turismo Sport. Oh, funny. So it's lining up about nicely, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. We have, we'll probably get a release date for 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 Detroit, and we'll probably see some more Gran Turismo Sport. Um, so it's going to be on Monday, thirtieth of October, which that's we'll be at PAX. Uh, we will be at PAX. Yeah, Monday, the thirtieth of October. That doesn't make any oh, sense. Wait, that doesn't seem right, Joel. What have they done? Have they made a new ca- a new calendar date? Let me look at that. Do some investigation. No, no, it's 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 Monday, so it'll be okay. Our Tuesday, so we'll be oh, home. We'll, we'll be, be done with packs. We'll be we'll be tired, but we'll be home. I'll be packing to go to Japan, <laughs> but um, yeah. So I thought it'd be well, we thought that it would be interesting uh, to sort of maybe nut out what we think would is going to pop up. It's, Paris Games Week. 
it's interesting because that's like positioned at like October 30. It's not that far out in front of, you know, Sony's big show, the PSX. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any, any massive bombs you think will be there. That's where they'll show them. Oh, yeah. But do we think that'll be like bombs from like the far future? Whereas maybe Paris Games Week, we'll see more Spider-Man. That's that's not a bad point. Like I, I think that'd be the way to do it, and then you come out at PSX and you're like, "Here's The Last of Us Two, here's fucking God of War." I don't think we're seeing Last here's... of Us Two at PSX, Joel. I think you've seen them. You might get another trailer. Okay, all right, interesting. They'll they'll want to they'll want to try and keep it the hype going because. I, don't, I feel like The life. Last of Us is that, that sort of game where you just kind of, you save The Last of Us and people are like, yeah, okay, I'm ready. Sign yeah, they're up. in. That's fair. That's a good point. Plus, um, it, didn't they say that it was still, I think it's ridiculously early in production? Oh, it's so far away. That game's not coming out until 2019. At, at like best. Easily. Easily. That's that's the earliest you'll see that game. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe, that, maybe they'll surprise us. Yeah, I mean, um, well, I think we'll definitely see does GT Sport have a date? I don't know if it does. I'm pretty sure it does now. I think it comes out before PSX. Okay. Because um, Detroit slips to 2018, so we'll probably see a date for that. Mm-hmm. Which means we'll probably get to see David Cage again. Oh, yay. Sorry, David do Cage. Be, do you think this would be the time that if they were to release anything, information about a uh, Spyro remake? No, that... Oh. See, I was going to say that's a PSX thing, but I don't know if Spyro has yeah. the same weight as Crash. Yeah. Spyro wasn't as much of a poster boy Yeah, that Crash was. I don't know. Maybe. That's up to Activision. Like, they said that they'll that's look true. into more of them. They're already looking into them. I guarantee you that Spyro is already in development. I guarantee, like, once they saw those first week figures for Crash, they were like, well, we're at least making a new Crash Bandicoot for sure. No, even before that, the hype surrounding it, that people getting, like, super amped for Crash Bandicoot. Like, Activision of a kind of company that, like, want to see the numbers, and they're like, all right, you guys get a Crash game. So, hey, maybe we'll see a Crash Bandicoot, like a, like a, an early look at an original one. I don't know. But, yeah, that probably is more of a PSX thing. Or maybe, maybe that. It's so close to PSX. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's, but they've said, too, it says, uh, Shuhei Yoshida said that, uh, where is it? Uh, there are things we've held back. We chose not to show those at E3 2017, but there will be some more news coming out from our teams later this year. No question. So, maybe they've just got a couple of, like, mid-tier ones? But what's mid-tier that they would announce sequels for? I don't know. I I have a feeling that Paris Games Week might just be maybe better looks at games that we already know are coming. We'll see the um the Horizon DLC. That's what we'll see. Yeah, maybe. I I don't feel like you the get Horizon a DLC is a thing you focus on. You get a trailer for it. You get a trailer, yeah, sure. Because that comes you out in November, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, November, I think it's like mid-November. Like 11th or something like that. Do you know, Joel, the biggest question that's always in the back of my head, and I don't think that mm-hmm. Paris Games Week answers it. Again, it might be more of a PSX thing. They could surprise us, but... What the hell are Sucker Punch doing? Fuck, man. If they come out with that, 
That's got to be a PSX one, though, surely. Like, it depends on the game. I think if it's maybe just another Infamous, I don't think it is. But I don't don't think they're making an Infamous game, but I don't know, Joel. And what about... If they're making an Infamous game, I think PSX is the way to do it. But if they're making fucking... I don't know what. What about... There's been nothing. And then it's also worth remembering that, you know, Media Molecule's Dreams is also... Oh, we'll absolutely see that. Yeah. I think they've. I think there was. I think they've been talking on Twitter saying that they're oh, okay. going to be there. I think sense. something like that. Uh, yeah, it would make sense because they're a, they're a French developer team anyway, aren't they? Medium. I think they're in London, but like you know, Europe. London. Okay, Europe still. Yeah, part of a Europe um, region. Yeah, I think. Yeah, they'll. We might see a fair bit of dreams. We might get a release date for it. We, you'll get an announcement that it's going to be PSVR. It's it's gonna have VR for sure. Oh yeah, it's one hundred percent gonna have VR. I just I don't see too many surprises from Paris Games Week's like media briefing. I hope to be surprised by Again, by being surprised. They've got PSX like a month and a bit later, as well as anything they might choose to show at the Game Awards just before that. Oh fucking Game Awards, man! Yeah, it's like the day before. Yeah, so. Um, yeah. 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 Um, Exciting, though. Like, I, I love a good press. It's it a good, good media briefing. It's been good. It's been a good year for them. We've got Gamescom next week. And TGS a couple of weeks after that, isn't it? Yeah. So we, we might... We don't really get much out of Sony at Gamescom. I don't think they're going to no. really be there this year. Uh, TGS, no. I don't know, they sometimes do streams and that's sometimes where they, they go, hey, look, it's the Vita. And people go, oh, the Vita. I, I remember Vita. Vita? Because Vita means life, Joel. I like my Vita. I still like my Vita. But, it's good. I, yeah, I just don't know what to expect from this besides maybe just updates on stuff we know about. Maybe a tease or like a like something to get you excited for PSX. I don't know. Yeah, true. True, true, true. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Ah, oh, yes, the old wait and see. The old wait and see. We're, That's how they get you. We're notorious for that. <laughs> um, oh, all right. Let's move into some questions to round out the show. We've got a lovely selection of questions this week from our good friends and listeners. Uh, kicking off with super best friend, awesome, fun time, happy explosion friend of That's the show. That's a long title. He deserves it. He deserves Can we like it. work on an abbreviation for it though or something? I can't remember what I said. I'll have to listen <laughs> back to it and, and figure it out. Um, <laughs> but from Sean Kirkpatrick, our very, very good friend who designed all our graphic design stuff for our uh, our, our Facebook page and our, our uh, Podbean website and our business cards that we just got. We got business cards, Kyron. We are we are big time now. They are mighty fine. They are very nice. They're sitting next to me on the couch right now. They look very pretty. Um, but Sean asks us, uh, "What's your biggest beef right now?" And he spelled beef in capitals as well. In terms of games, I mean, we all know how you feel about Foxtel. Don't even get me started on that. Hey, um, two more weeks and I'm done with Foxtel. I'm free. <laughs> I was done that week, the first week. I'm, anyway. Which um, oh, boy. Uh, yeah, what's your biggest beef? Beef? Oh, Joel. 
so I, I racked my head over it. I'm trying to think about things that I'm really mad about in video games, things that make me unhappy. Yep. And I don't know if it's not a great deal. Like, I'm, I'm feeling pretty positive about, positive about video games right now. Especially in 2017, it's been a good game. Good, good year. Except for, for stupid, sexy Shelob. <laughs> That's my beef. My beef is... Yep. Is monoliths off being like, hey, what if what if Shelob was just a hot babe? Isn't that much cooler than a terrifying huge spider? Well, yep, it's not as interesting. I'll give you that much. Like, imagine, imagine the oh, oh, Joel, why? <laughs> it's a it's a hot button topic for you. It's funny because I ask why, but like there was an interview or something recently where they sort of tried to explain why she it's appears as she was. does. Made it worse. And the reasoning was just like, no, the reasoning was sort of like, well, she has the power to do it, so why wouldn't she? And it makes it easier for her to, like, talk to and interact with with Talon, or whatever his name is. I'm like, no, but Giant Spider. Yeah, but, yeah, no, it's like, she has the power to do it, so why wouldn't she? Because she's a girl, she looks sexy. She could look sexy, Kyron. Uh, uh, I'm cosplay. I'm, anyway, I'm sorry, Tolkien, for what what has happened here. Sheila yeah, never asked for this. <laughs> it's uh, it's not good. Swan of um, God. Oh, <laughs> it's like it's fair that I have I have talked to people about this in the past, and they're like, yeah, but it's sort of like a, a remix of of Tolkien's lore, and like they're sort of you know bringing their own flair to it, and that's fine. I have no real problem with that. I just don't like. Sheila being a hot lady. Like, I don't understand why this is where we are right now. She's because... a spider, Joel. She's a really big spider. Yep. That's why, again, I'm a hard out. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so sexy Sheila be your answer for that one. I guess, like, that's the thing I just keep coming back to in my mind. Uh, just My other answer would, I guess, be just the, the blatant abuse of loot boxes as a way to earn, like, to yep. get more money from your audience, but... That's not as funny as my as my first answer. Yeah, I think like you know, apart from the obvious answers for me, it's sort of like 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 the obvious answers like like toxic game communities and just yeah, that's always going to be a problem. Being idiots, like it's yeah, but you know, you you can't help that. Like it's it's as it's shitty as it is to sort of say this, but it's like you've just got that they're always going to be there. You're not going to be able to curb that kind of shit. But yeah, but like I don't know if it, if ignoring it is the uh solution that's true oh, obviously we need to keep working towards a solution but it's just like uh they're gonna they're gonna find ways around it they're determined to be the scum of the earth so um nothing's gonna stop them to achieve that <laughs> but Kyra, my biggest beef right now is why don't i have golf story god damn it you have to take why that with sidebar game? games man I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna email them. I'm gonna be like, <laughs> "Oi, what's the deal? Give me the scoop. I've got nothing but love for you. You've made nothing else, but I want this game. I need it I need more it than life, life itself. I need I to do. have my Harvest Moon golf game. Yes, please, please. Fucking Golf Dew Valley. Yes, that's my biggest beef. I don't know. Yeah, like you said, though, it's been a really good year, and I think it's been, it's a good 
time to be into video games and to be being a, a part of a very diverse and um, community that's interested in celebrating games rather than trying to bring everyone down. And yeah. it's it's nice. It's good. 20, I like it. 2017, at least for the game releases and like for a lot of the community stuff I've interacted with, has been good vibes. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, one of the other things I said I was thinking of as well, apart from like, you know, toxic communities and stuff like that, is like maybe like hype being, and I love hype. Don't get me wrong. I do enjoy hype. I'm starting to learn how to pace my hype, I think is probably the best way to put it. Temper those uh, expectations. Not, yeah, exactly. And not go like full, full 100 into it uh, leading up to things. So. I mean, I've done that with Uncharted because I keep forgetting that it comes out next week. Um, yeah, so I think that's probably yeah. No golf story. That's my that's my beef. <laughs> no golf story. Yeah. No that's golf it. That's story. your anyway. biggest issue right now is that you aren't, yeah. that you cannot play golf story. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Karen, if I had golf story, this podcast is going on hiatus until I finish golf story. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true at all. I don't mean that at all what, whatsoever. Possibly, um, but because now I'm just going to be worried that when it comes out and we're recording that you'll be playing it on your Switch in handheld mode. You'll never know. I, I won't. <laughs> I'll never tell. Anyway. Sean, thank you very much for your question. You can find all his uh, amazing work at uh, Shawnee, Boy, Shawnee Boy Draws on Instagram. Uh, or Shawnee Boy Comics on Instagram. Um, I've forgotten to bring up his website again. I think it's Sean Kirkpatrick Designs dot portfolio box dot com. <laughs> so confident. I, I, I man, if I nail that, oh, I'll be so happy. Um, but yeah, he's just a all round nice dude. Go and he is. say say hi to him and give him a good old hug because he'll return that hug and give you a very, like, optimistic quip back. He's just a good person. Love him. Uh, our next question comes from Mr. Liam Gordes, host of the Catching Up With uh, Matt and Liam podcast. Uh, also has guested on our podcast a couple of times and also on the Hunting Seasons podcast as well. Um, also does a whole bunch of work with the uh, production company Not Half Bad, they do some really cool stuff. If you've seen the the What's on Melbourne, I think they're called, ads floating around, he does those, and they're very, very good. Um, he's a very talented young man, and we are very proud to call him a friend. I would like to say that. Uh, but Liam says to us, uh, asks us this week, you have the best idea for a video game ever, parentheses, in your opinion. What genre is it? Uh, what gameplay style is it, and which studio gets the pleasure of making it? What do you got? What do you got, Karen? The best idea in the world that you've got. The best idea in the world, for me, like, it isn't even that really what I would argue is the best idea in the world, but it actually stems from something that, that happened a long time ago, years ago, in fact, back when a certain electronic arts held the rights to uh, The Lord of the Rings. Ah, back on Tolkien again. Look at that. Yeah, and there was a game they were working on called like I think it was like Lord of the Rings for White Council or something like that. It was basically okay. going to be sort of like an open world game set in Middle Earth. 
So here's the thing, Joel. My answer is really quite simple. It's a game made by CD Projekt Red. And it's, it's honestly just take what The Witcher is and make it a Lord of the Rings game or... At this point, I'm also willing to to settle for... No, it's not only really settle. I would be equally as happy for it to be a Witcher-style game set in the world of the Song of Ice and Fire. That would be awesome. Like a, a Witcher-sized Westeros. Oh, oh, man. I would live there. Oh, oh boy. Um, that's a good answer. That is a, that is a solid answer, dude. Get on it, CD oh. Project Red. I'll give you all my money. All of it. Get him on the horn. Um, it's gonna, we're going to have shirts made up with that now. It's going to be everything. Um, what are you, Joel? Yeah. What you got? I, well, this came from, uh, I think, a couple of weeks ago uh, after we finished recording. There was a trailer for a game called, I think, called Brawl Out. Um, it's basically a Smash Brothers clone that's coming to the Switch. That looks really good. Actually, looks really interesting. Um, and they had the, the the trailer that I watched was an announcement trailer that Hyperlight Drifter was going to be a playable character in it, and I was like, "That's really awesome! I want to buy that game now because I loved Hyperlight Drifter and this looks interesting." Um, but then we started talking because like, I sent it to you, and you were like, "That looks really cool." Um, and you mentioned something about maybe like having a uh, like a, a a couple of other indie game characters maybe will come into it, and we sort of came up with the idea of a. Um, Basically like Smash Brothers, but with indie game characters. So you'd have like your Hyperlight Drifter, you'd have your Shovel Knight, you'd have your Owl Boy, you'd have who else would we chuck in there? Uh Shante. Shante, yes. Good What's call. And the the main character in Guacamole? Oh yes. Yeah. One of the guys what? from Rumbo as well, you could chuck them in there. Yeah. The the guy from Bit Chip runner or yeah i think he's just called the runner isn't he the runner yeah like yeah again a lot of this has sort of happened like there was a lot of crossover in runbo i'm pretty sure and i would be completely yep. okay with seeing that happen again in a smash style game with indie characters Have the main character from hotline miami oh that'd be gratuitous <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah i wouldn't say it'd be pretty but um yeah so i want that like an indie an indie smash brothers game and you brought to my attention a, a another Smash Brothers clone that's coming out. It's a free to play Smash Brothers clone. Yeah, yeah, which is not a bad thing. Um, no, no, it's not. I'm okay with that until we get Smash Brothers on the Switch. Um, please let it happen soon, Nintendo. I need it. Oh God, please. Um, maybe at Gamescom they'll announce it. Uh, Drop it in the stream. I, I, I doubt it. Um, I doubt it as well, but I want to believe. Um. Yeah, so there was a company. The company that makes it is called uh, Wave Dash Studios, um, and they were. I think you said the guys that made the Project M. Uh, some of the some of the team members of that of the new studio were involved with the Project M. I'm pretty sure, like which was the those not well versed in the in the in the story of Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Basically, some fans were like not super wrapped in that game worked hard and made a Super Smash Bros. Melee style mod for that game, which I used a lot. It was basically the only way I played Brawl. And it was it was really good. And it's it was very great good. Yeah. to see them take that knowledge and apply it to a game, really. 
Yeah, and the fact that their studio is called Wave Dash Studios is really great also as well. Also that, yes. <laughs> um, I really enjoy that. Uh, but yeah, from what I've seen, that, that the trailer that you sent me of uh, of Icon, I think it's called? Yeah, like Icon um, or Icon, something like that. Icons, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, fucking give them, give them like a whole bunch of like access to a whole bunch of indie games. Um, but that, oh, man, I want... The more I talk about this, the more I really want that now. I just like the idea oh. of, of indie characters getting a chance. Because Smash is great because it goes, hey, look, Nintendo has been here forever. Look at all these awesome characters that that they, that they have in their in their library. And, I mean, I've, I've probably said it before, but the only reason I discovered Fire Emblem is because of Smash. So it Absolutely. would be cool for indie characters to get a chance to shine in a similar way to that in this in like a, a multi-franchise brawler yeah absolutely yeah I, i'm all for putting the spotlight on indies um yeah i mean it happens quite a lot nowadays which is great um and sadly yeah. the closest we get to shovel knight being in a smash type game oh Karen, yes um yeah but that's that's my that's my best idea ever and who would make it uh, we got any other ideas, Karen? Kicking around? Uh, so, best idea for a video game ever is a game called Metroid, right? Okay. All right. Yep. It's a Metroidvania-styled game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's developed by a Nintendo studio. Okay. And it comes out on Switch. Mm-hmm. And it's called Metroid Prime 4. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's my idea. You can dream, Karen. We can, we can all dream. It's not a dream, one day. It's, it's real. One day, down the road, one day you might get oh, that. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Two Metroid no, games, Kar- Joel. Karen, the clear answer is, after last week's episode, we need a Persona kart racing oh, game Joel. made by Atlas on the Switch. Make it happen. <laughs> Make it happen. It, if they were Naughty Dog, I might believe it. That's what we might get at Paris Games Week. We might get Crash Team I'm Racing. Shot. Crash Team, I was, I was thinking also Uncharted Kart. <laughs> oh, Kai, what are you doing to me? Oh. Just put it as a game mode in the multiplayer. That would be pretty Just funny. have like a... That'd be fucking awesome. Just have like, like two tracks, just make it as like a, a... Kind of like on the scale of like an April Fool's Day joke. That's all I need. Oh. But, Liam, thank you very much for your question. That was a lot of fun. Um talking about things that we will we will never have i just want to i just want to play a witcher style game in westeros man that's a really good answer that is a very very good answer it's all i'm thinking about now it seems perfect too you know the level the level of detail that um that city project red put into their games uh and the level of detail that is apparent in the uh the song of ice and fire source material seems like a match made in heaven I would just lose myself in that game. It's probably, it's honestly yeah. probably for the best that it doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. We'd never see you again, so. You wouldn't. I don't want to do this podcast by myself. That'd be boring. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't argue with myself. We don't I, really I, argue that much anyway. No, that's true. No, I, I, I suppose more so, I don't, I wouldn't have you as someone to go, whoa, Joel, calm down. Maybe you <laughs> Reel should, it in, you reel stop, it in. Stop talking about Mass Effect Andromeda so much. Um, Cool. All right. Uh, on to our last question for this week from Brendan Hill. Lovely, lovely, lovely Brendan Hill. 
Your housemate, in fact. Yeah. Spoiler alert. I don't know he's, if a, he's a pretty good dude. He's a pretty good dude. Um, many many a great conversations had with him. Yes. Has also been on the show before as well. So Yes. Looking forward to hopefully having him back on again soon. Um, but Brendan asks us, when I was growing up, we were at a Nintendo slash PC household until I got my own very late generation PS2. So I never played games that uh, that uh, then that turned out to be definitive hallmarks now, like Final Fantasy VII or Silent Hill. Is there a game that you wish you'd played during its heyday, either because you've never played it and it's huge now, or because you've played it since then but the impact was lessened over time? Um, Mega Man, like the Mega Man series. I don't. I've played a little bit of ten. Oh, sorry, X. Yeah, well, because there is a there is an actual Mega Man ten, Joel. So you got to be careful. Yeah, yeah. No, X is what I mean. I played a little bit of X, um, but I haven't really played any other ones, and I feel like that's a that's a pretty big gap in my, you know, my backlog essentially. Yeah, um, I mean, unfortunately, the Mega Man it's himself like he's kept alive by nostalgia. But yeah, those those early Mega Man games and like the Mega Man X series, uh, they're pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So I had that. I had I had Mega Man, and I had I had one more, and I've forgotten it now. Oh, uh, the Monkey Island series. So have you, uh, ever, have you have you never played Monkey Island, or I've played maybe fifteen twenty minutes of the first one because I bought okay. the the anniversary edition on my phone. Ah, uh, um, yeah. Yeah, so I should probably re-download it, maybe give it a go, because, um, yeah, it's it's one of those ones where I'm like, I, I know once I sit down with it, I, I'm, I'm going to like it, because it's, like, gr- great writing, amazing characters, it's funny, the settings, like, you know, pirates, swashbuckling pirates. Um, oh, God. And it's like, you know, Ron Gilbert at his finest, so... You're bringing up Ron Gilbert, Joel. You're yeah. reminding me that, like, next week is Fimbleweed Park. It is oh. next week. God damn it. Add <laughs> to the list. Add it to the list. Put it on the list. Put it on the list. Um, but yeah, and I, I, especially considering, like, uh, like, I have a good friend Ben. He's a massive Monkey Island fan. Uh, and all you guys as well, I think, have played them and, and enjoyed them. And I, it's Dragon that's one of those. Is a, he's a hero. Yeah, like, and that's the thing. Like, I know of the characters, sort of. Like, you know, I know about LeChuck and I know about Guybrush. Surely, you know um, about and, and some of the hilarious quotes from it as well. Yes, yeah, is it the one about the cow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the one. I can't remember the quote. I but. think you would enjoy the Monkey Islands. Yeah, and that's so. I think it's one of those ones because it's it's such an important, like without those games, we wouldn't have things like I guess like Telltale games and and um, I guess even walking simulators maybe because the games weren't entirely based around like action or fast paced action. Right. I think it was about thinking and and looking and exploring the environment. So without those, we probably without like you know Monkey Island and those point and click adventure games, we wouldn't have gone home or I don't know what else probably not journey as much um I guess those those games that aren't as as much of a uh focus on combat more yeah, on yeah. narrative 
Like, like even to a degree, like Layers of Fear is similar to that. There's no combat in that game. It's yeah, sort yeah. of like a walking simulator with scares. Yep. So, walking simulators and, yeah, the Telltale games sort of feel like, and maybe not necessarily a complete evolution of that, but, like, we may not have them in the form they exist in if it weren't for those games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they might be completely something different. But but what about you, Karen? Uh, well, look, it's something I've been thinking about a lot lately, and you, you're probably going to be like, you're going to hate me for saying it. Okay, okay. But it's a game I never played. But looking yep. at how excited people have been this year, I kind of wish I had. Okay. And that's the, uh, like, just the original Crash Bandicoot. Just Yeah, no, fair enough. Fair like, enough. It, it must feel so good to be, like, a Crash fan right now and to have that that collection and I kind of I kind of regret not playing it back in the day to to be a part of that group because it just seems so exciting. Yeah, look, I don't I don't regret not playing it, but I get your point 100%. Like I that that it, it's amazing when you have something like that that you love so well you're going through that at the moment. You went from being having no metro games oh, Joel, to having Joel. two on the horizon, one that comes out like in 2 3 weeks time. Oh, Joel, so, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, like that's the thing. Like so you are experiencing that, but there's a good answer, though. I mean, yeah. Like, Just purely like because Crash I never Bandicoot. played Crash. And, like, Crash's, like, cultural significance back on the PlayStation as sort of, like, the, the counter to Nintendo's Mario. Like, it was, like, the anti-Mario, yeah. Yeah, like, I'll never forget that commercial of him outside the Nintendo building with the loudspeaker. Yeah. Just calling yep. him out. <laughs> it, was, it is pretty funny. It is pretty yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah, so I guess I guess yeah, that's that's the first one that really springs to mind. Yeah, was there anything else? Maybe, um, I maybe like, maybe like maybe World of Warcraft, like in the early days. Like yeah, being, oh that 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 you know being a part of something back then. Now it's just like now you can jump in. There's like a whole bunch of people and there's griefers and all that sort of stuff. And it's also like it's what it's wow. So there's a billion things to do. Oh God, yeah. Um, hmm. I don't know. Like Ooh. maybe I, I got into it pretty late. So maybe even like, uh, I think I played Kingdom Hearts pretty late on the PS2, just because right. I wasn't a big PS2 gamer at the time. Yep. I think it would have been cool to have been in that, like earlier. But I don't know. Like it didn't change how how attached to that series I got really. Yeah. No. It's uh. Maybe maybe to a lesser extent as well. Not a lesser extent in the fact that it's a lesser game or anything, but like Persona 3? I mean... Yeah, I, again, like, because I picked up Persona 3 after Persona 4. Right. I didn't play all the way through Persona 4, but like, I bought Persona 4 and played a bit of it on PS2 and then I saw a copy of Persona 3 and I was like, well, I've got to buy this. Like, I just do. Yeah. It's more so, I think, like, you know, the franchise now is... In the spotlight. It's in full I think, yeah, yeah. So, sort of to go back to its semi-roots. I know it's not quite Persona 1 and 2, which are pretty different. They, yeah, but you'll find people who prefer those two. Like, it's, there's always going to be two camps. Oh, uh, God. I yeah. tried playing... Actually, that's actually not a bad suggestion. I did try booting up Persona 2. And it, okay. From my stance, like, it's an example of a game that doesn't feel like it really holds up that well. Okay. Is that just because it's just because of a game it is? I 
tend to prefer the fully realized versions that have come from Persona 3, 4, and 5 over what Persona 2 was. Yep. Eh, not that it was a bad game, it's just it didn't engage me. As yeah, no, fair enough. Hoping. From what I've seen of it, it's like, I, I was sort of like, okay, this doesn't, you know, and then you see, you, you go from like that to three and you see like the menus and like the characters yeah. and you're like, yeah, all right. And then the music and you're like, okay, Persona, I get this Persona, now. This is what I want. Yeah, Persona 3 is where it really was like, hey, look, style. We got music. We got menus. We got colors. We've got anime protagonists. We've got anime cutscenes. It was like, whoa, we got, all right, we got you made so- your sale. We got so much shit on the screen that shouldn't work, but it does, and it's so good. We've got a party member that's a dog. You love it. <laughs> it's the best. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, I think those are the, the two for me. Mega Man and uh, uh, Monkey Island for me. But uh, yeah, Brendan, thank you very much for your question. Solid question. Very solid question. He actually gave us three, and we're going to do <laughs> the other two over the next few weeks. Um, we don't want to blow them all on this episode, so which is good because we ended up having Dole a few questions. Out. So, yeah, exactly. We're going to ration them out. It's all good. Um, Save them. Yeah. Oh boy, I think that might be another one in the can. Oh, number don't sixty, Joel. Number sixty. The big 6-0. Yeah. We're doing all right. We're getting there. Potter and long. Yeah, we're having doing Having fun okay. as we go. We're having a good old time. I love it. I love it. Oh, boy. Uh, all right. Do you want to wrap this one up? I was about to, Joel, but thank you. They're giving me permission. <laughs> You're very welcome. Uh, <laughs> as always, uh, we want to thank you for getting to this point in the podcast. Thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. If you want to keep up with us on the social medias, you can find us on Facebook by liking our page Dialogue Options. You can follow us on Twitter at Dialogue Options. You can shoot emails in our general direction over at dialogueoptions at gmail.com. Also, like if you listen to us on any of your podcast apps of choice or iTunes or whatever, leave us a little bit of a review. It helps uh, share us with your friends. I think that would be fun. That'd be a fun idea. You should totally uh, do it. Yeah, we dare you. Yeah, you won't do it. <laughs> uh, as for our individual accounts, you can find me on Twitter at LemonManX, where I'm mostly just tweeting about, Joel, I can't believe we've only got two episodes of Game of Thrones left. Two. two I know. And one Technically, we could, I was going to say, we could watch one right now if we wanted to. I'm restraining myself because that would just make the wait for the finale worse. But <laughs> where did these seven weeks go? <laughs> I don't even, don't even, because that means the next seven weeks are going to go super fast, and that's when I'm in Japan then, and that's stressing me out slightly. Oh, well, you, got, you got packs before then, it's fine. It'll be, it'll be oh, God. Oh, boy. Yep. Uh, but yeah, and where can where can they find you, Joel? You can find me at Jolie Mac, uh, where I think the last thing was something I retweeted from Brian Altano from, uh, from IGN, I think still now. Uh, and it's just a picture of like Mario reaching for the flag at the end of a level, and it's just all in caps. Why is Mario trying to take the Bowser flag down? It's a part of history. Let's hear both sides. And what about oh. Toad? He threw a red shell once. <laughs> so not to get political or anything like that, but I oh, thought that's that fine. Was, I thought that was pretty fucking funny. That is and that is pretty damn funny. 
scarily accurate. And it was, it's all no punctuation as well. It's just like all run on in caps. Uh, yeah, run on sentence. Oh my God. Yeah, that's, it's so that's good. <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, that's all I've been doing this week. I I've been pretty quiet. Yeah, working and playing games is the adult life, unfortunately. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> uh, well, we'll let our wonderful theme song by Azula Fox, Strike Witches, Get Bitches, Take Us Out. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Bye. <laughs>